self-destruct sequence activated. It is the Great Reset, everybody. David Waterman joins us with the Midwest Public Health Coalition. We've got a lot to talk about. Your show today, by the way, is brought to you by Executive Properties. Are you still putting off that project around the house that's been bugging you forever? Do you think you can wait until spring and call a contractor and have the work done ASAP? Well, good luck with that. Executive Properties has openings right now to get that project done. In fact, you can check out their Google reviews. Aaron says Chris and his team did a spectacular job in the damage to my aunt's garage and siding. Kept us up to date on the progress and the finished product was amazing. Thank you for your professionalism and hard work. Hey, get that project done sooner than later. Call Executive Properties, 701-330-1273. All right, we are back once again on The Great Reset. David Waterman, Midwest Public Health Coalition with us. If you have any questions or comments, feel free to call or text our number, 701-213-0863. And again, we're not on Facebook or YouTube today, but if you want to listen live, go to gfbestsource.com. You click listen now. It's live. If you would like to chat with us, just click the Twitch link in the upper left corner. And we're now on Rumble, too. It's posted on the GFBS Facebook page. Check us out. Uh, Before we get too much further, time for our daily segment called Jokes My Neighbor Tells Me. Here we go. Jokes My Neighbor Tells Me. So my buddy was really depressed after he broke all of his fingers in a car accident a few weeks ago. Uh, really depressed. So I saw him yesterday and I said, uh, you know, how do you feel now? And he said, with my elbows mostly. <laughs> really? God, I figured that was a little better than that. Well, how are you, David? You've done better. <clears throat> well, I, thank you. I'm uh, I'm here. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> I've got all all ten. All so ten, they're there. I'm doing better than the guy in the joke. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm going to do like we normally do. Uh, Bears number again. They haven't changed anything from March first. Uh, Nineteen thousand four hundred seventy-six deaths from the vaccine. Although I did see another soccer player, 21 years old, died on the field, like six minutes into the game, just keeled over, dead, perfectly healthy soccer player. Uh, this was very disturbing to me. Um, and I see your self-destruct sequence activated this kind of maybe a little bit um, report from the Defense Department. I don't know if you saw this. They yes. say now that 75 percent of Americans ages 17 to 24 are unfit for military service. Yeah. 42 percent of the population in 2020 was obese. OK, we're closer now to probably being in war than we have in a long time. And now we're finding out that um, seven out of 10 of our people can't even be in the service. Uh, Joe Biden, as of yesterday, 40% approval rating. Well, has he gone up a little bit? Um, no, Nash- it's down. 40% yeah. is down, right? Yeah, he's, he's, he, he hasn't he was been. was 42 or 43. Yeah, he's been from 40 to 42 for like the last 10 in a row uh, every time you check. I think the bigger question about that, though, is does he care? No, he doesn't. He, I don't does he even so. know what it means? Does, yeah. Probably right. not. Yeah. Um, uh, Nashville school shooting yesterday, uh, horrible. Uh, Audrey Elizabeth Hale, former student, uh, three nine-year-olds killed with three adults. Uh, transgender, she identified as he or him, had a manifesto and all of that kind of thing. Uh, when we were doing uh, an earlier podcast today, a girl had a great idea. Um, you know, Biden wants to get rid of these military assault-style weapons. Um, how about you get to keep your weapons, but you have to volunteer in, in front of your children's school or in front of a school? For like a month or something. Now, here's the way I look at it is um, some sides of the Dems, the libs, they don't want guns in school. They don't want cops in school. They don't even want cops, most of them. Here's the deal. Um, I know we don't have money. The schools don't have money. But why can't parents, why can't they volunteer their time like they would chaperoning a dance or something like that? If you can prove you've had your gun training safety, if you've got your carry, you know, concealed carry permit, all that kind of stuff. Why can't you, you know, go volunteer at, at a school and say, hey, I'm going to stand right here with my gun? Well, they, they, they can do that. But, the, but you're assuming the problem here, John, is you're assuming that they want solutions that are going to work. Well, no, no. Just more gun control. That'll work. That's all they care about. They, they don't think gun control will work. They want gun control so that we can't defend ourselves. Mm-hmm. Right. That, that's really it. It, yep. it has nothing to do with protecting children, protecting families, protecting innocent bystanders. Mm-hmm. It has nothing to do with that. The whole, the whole point of gun control is to disarm the American public. That's it. There's, there's, what the there's hell was that? 
That was that was bizarre. You know, you all need a you need an outdoor camera. So I, that, I know we so do. We can switch to that so everybody else can see what Friday we're Friday night, we I know what we're window. doing. We're going to watch video footage. Um, I do have one more thing, and I'm going to call this a rant and rave. Um, one of the reasons we um, came up with Grand Forks Best Source is because there's nothing local anymore. Uh, we don't have a TV news. We have barely any local real radio anymore. Um, our newspaper. Now, you your newspaper is... This is the, the Epic, Epic Times. Times. Yeah, that's a that's an actual newspaper. But but the lo- locally we had a paper for for decades. Okay, but it wasn't a newspaper. It was just a paper. Well, now it's less than that. Um, yeah. you know, it, it it's it comes out in print two days a week, Wednesday okay. and Saturday. And I'm old school. I still go by. Um, it's shipped from Fargo because it's all done in Fargo now. So this winter, half the time you go to try to find a newspaper, no, they didn't make it. They couldn't make it. The, the interstate's closed, blah, blah, blah. So Saturday, I go drive into town to buy my newspaper. One of the things I look forward to in a Saturday paper is it will give you an entire sports schedule for the weekend. Every sport, whether it's TV, radio, or not, it gives it to you. So I'm, I'm looking at it on Saturday, and I'm going, wow, it shows the Minnesota Wild are playing the Boston Bruins. Well, that's funny because I was just watching the Boston Bruins play somebody else just a couple of minutes ago. So I started looking into it. You know what the Herald did? They put last week's weekend <laughs> sports schedule in the newspaper. Yeah, but think so how much time and money that saved them. Oh, my God. And, and again, I can't say this enough. I love the writers of the Grand Forks Herald. I think they have some top-notch writers. I really do, especially uh, their sports writers. I, oh, oh, sports? Oh, oh yeah. they're so awesome. The, they're the sports paper. Right, for right. You. Yeah, for sports, yeah, yeah. I have no, no yeah. qualms Otherwise, with them. Um, um, you know what? And, and they'll probably never come on the show again. Tommy Miller's been on the show. Great writer, great guy. Um, I'm friends with a lot of the people, especially in the sports department and the outdoor department. Brad Dawkins, another good friend, and I'd love to oh, yeah. get him on the show. Yeah. Um, but man, I tell you what, it, it, I don't know who the hell is, you know, don't you have a pre-reader? Doesn't somebody read your stuff? Doesn't somebody go, wait a minute, they don't play, ba- wait a minute, this is all a week old. You know, you look at it and it's just like, oh my gosh, you, you how know, do you guys even stay in business? You know, I, well, the, obviously... They're not staying in business. Well, that's true. They keep paring it down and paring it down, and soon it'll be uh, once a week, and then it'll be, yeah, we're going to have a bi-weekly paper. Every yeah. two weeks, we're going to publish, yeah. and then it's going to be a monthly paper, <laughs> and then maybe uh, every year they'll come out with a little, you know, a little analysis yeah. of what happened. <laughs> no, they, you know, when I was when I was a UND student. Well, I think the, they're, what they're doing now is that you just get it online. Yeah, it is online. Yeah, but that's still that's going to go away as well. Because Probably. It, I talked with the, an editor down there, and he said that it costs almost as much to publish online as it does to publish like this in print, because they still have to have somebody do all the layup and all the. Yeah, but nobody's got to deliver it and go to all they, these different places. Right. But, but, I, but it's just an excuse. But it, yeah. So when I was <laughs> when I was uh, a UND student, uh, I learned a lot from sin uh sin was a, a great teacher f- for me um professor sin dr john sin oh that's what i'm talking about <laughs> i thought he, you were he was my you favorite. were a typical college he, kid no, he, <laughs> he was uh, i probably was well not that typical but uh he was a great teacher a very wise man and one day i was talking with him about the the, the grand forks herald and look you know there are a couple of people there that i that I think are good. Mm-hmm. There are there are a couple of reporters that I, at least, one in particular that I've met who, and I think she does a, a really fair job, and I think she's honest. Um, but uh, uh, I was talking about the Grand Forks Herald, and I mentioned it to. Uh, I said, "Yeah, Doctor Sin, you know, I read in the newspaper uh, today." I said, "Which paper?" I said, "The, the Grand Forks Herald." He said, uh, "Mr. Waterman, that's not a newspaper; it's just a paper." Yeah. And he was right. Yep. <laughs> it's not a newspaper. Back then in the in the in the 80s it wasn't a newspaper. No. It was just a paper and it's less of a newspaper now than it was then. Mm-hmm. It's actually now it's more of a propaganda paper. But anyway, that's it a is, whole other it story. Is, I agree. Okay, I yeah. I'm done with all my rants and yeah. raves, so. Yeah. Me too. Morning, well, Paul. Morning. I could tell you a joke since you were talking about Okay. You know, them reprinting the news. Is it a good okay. joke? It's not bad. Let's okay. hear. So a guy go and I I read it, so I might screw this up a little bit. But so a guy goes uh, to a bar, 
and sits next to this blonde at the bar, and they're watching the news. And there's a guy that's on the edge of a building, and he's, you know, the cops are there because he's threatening to jump. And the guy looks at the blonde, and he says, do you think he'll do it? The blonde says, I don't think so. And he says, oh, I got, I got 30 bucks that says that he does. And so the blonde, she takes the bet. Well, the guy jumps, and she's like, oh, well, here you go. Here's the $30. And the guy says, well, no, you keep it. I, this was actually a replay from the 5 o'clock news, so I already knew what was going to happen. And she said, yeah, I know. I saw too, but I didn't think you'd do it again. <laughs> You know, it's been a long time since I've heard a good blonde joke. That's my favorite one is how do you know a blonde's been using uh, uh, the the computer, uh, the word processor? How do you know the whiteout on the screen? <laughs> I had one in here, but yeah. I think I lost it, it. Was, anyway. Yeah. Oh boy, we could come up with the blonde joke, Chuck Norris jokes. I like too. Yeah. But um, you know what? Are they? Wait, are there? There must be an organization to defend blondes against that kind of hate, right? Because blonde jokes are hate jokes, right? Yeah. Well, they must be. Kind of. I no, mean, they're not. They're funny. I think they're they are. just about. Look, I was a blonde, yeah, and then so I, was I and then I got educated. Yeah. And uh, and <laughs> I now just got I'm old. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, when I was a little kid, I, my hair was so blonde it was almost like it was like light yeah. yellow. Yeah. Yeah. Same with very, mine. Very very light. White. Yeah. Um, in fact, it says on my driver's license I have blonde hair. No kidding. Uh, it was funny. Uh, my dad was a, a pure Métis, French-Canadian Indian, uh, born with white blonde hair. Uh, when he died, he looked like Sonny Bono. I mean, he had dark, oh, dark, wow. dark yeah. hair, dark mustache, the whole bit. So, so why is it that, you know, even when I was blonde, blonde jokes didn't offend me. That didn't You've got to learn either. how to, you know, that's part of the problem today. People don't know how to laugh at themselves. No, they don't. They don't. And, and being in the business I've been in my, most of my life, you have to laugh at yourself. You have to. Oh. You put yourself out in the spotlight all the time. And if you make a mistake, you got to laugh with everybody else. Or if you do something stupid, you laugh. That's, that's what you do. Yeah. That's Although it. my wife might not agree to that. But she says I'm crabby all the time. But anyway. <laughs> she, wait, did you just call? Did you just, what did you just say? Did I you said my say? wife thinks I'm crabby all oh, the time. Oh, she thinks you're crabby. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yep. Are you? Yep. I have been a little bit lately. How come? I don't know. I just want to be. Is it? <laughs> <laughs> don't I deserve a crabbiness well, time in my life? You can. Yeah, absolutely. You can be crabby. <laughs> you know what I think it is? I think I'm, I'm, I, I miss summer. Um, this winter is starting to really drag on. Uh, and then you look at the forecast. We come to work today. It's snowing out now. Uh, we're supposed to get another two, three inches plus on Thursday. It just seems like really? when the hell is this ever going to end? Are we really yeah. getting more on Thursday? So you're actually, I don't, that doesn't bother me because I've got a video that I want to do while it's snowing. So if it snows just one more, just enough time for me to, to shoot this video, oh, I'll be happy. Well, don't worry. By um, April, Global warming should take care of it. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, and I was talking to uh, Brad Durick. Uh, by the way, make sure you catch uh, Catfish Best Source tonight. I was talking to him uh, yesterday, and he said if things keep going the way it is now and, and the predictions he's done, and, and he follows the river. I mean, it's his job. Uh, our Catfish League usually starts uh, towards the beginning of May. We're probably not going to start now. We're looking at, like, June because the water is going to be so high. Really? So that kind of blows. Yeah. Anyway. And uh, I suppose all the highways are going to be shut down, too, because we're going to have water covering all yep. the roads. Yep. Um, probably like our back parking lot here. I'm guessing that's going to be a lake. Boy, it was not fun trying to get out of here yesterday. I went through the same thing you did. Yep. All the way down to the end, had to back all the way back. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so anybody that is listening that um, parks in the, was it the north backside yep, entrance? north backside. And, you know, you see this giant drift, and you see cars that are parked along that. Um, if there's a space between that drift and the uh, like, a car's width to get out. Yeah, maybe don't park there. Yeah, so people can get their cars out of the freaking parking yeah, lot. Yeah. You moron! It's like uh, last time that <laughs> happened to me. I actually rolled down my window and I told the guy, I said, "Hey, grab your ears and pull real hard. Pull your head out of your butt." You know what I mean? Uh, All right. Okay. What did he? What? What? What did he say? Nothing. He just kind of gave me the. So I ended up backing all the way yeah. out again. Anyway, there you go, Dave. I didn't want it. I, I won't show it on air because it'll have license plate numbers oh, on there. Okay, okay. But look at this, where this guy parked. 
Wait, that, that's my truck. Yeah. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> okay. Oh, yeah. You know, so, <laughs> so people don't seem to understand that the yellow lines are there. Oh, for they don't know what reason. lines are back here. They, they don't know. <laughs> but, I mean, come on. If you've got one little area to squeeze through there, don't take it. And then I was talking to the poor lady um, here at the mall with mall that's, management. That's and a guy came in yesterday crazy. and called her every name of the book. Called the mall every name of the book because he couldn't get out. Because some dumbass doesn't know how to park. But, um yeah. That was the mall's fault. Yeah, it's the mall's fault, I guess. Yeah. But there is a mountain of snow out there. But you look at the majority of the parking lots anywhere around Grand Forks, they have all got a mountain of snow. Uh, not everybody's got time to get rid of it. But, yeah, it's just unfortunate we have that much snow. All right. Self-destruct sequence activated. David, yeah. explain, if you would, please. All right. I'll be happy to do that. Uh, and I've got a lot of information to share. And I, <clears throat> excuse me, um, we we are in a uh, I mean the country even if the globalists weren't weren't trying to take over mm-hmm. uh, as a as a nation we're facing an existential crisis and uh, both on a on a on a massive global scale but also on a social scale which gets down to the individual because society is made up of individuals mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. so <clears throat> I was looking at this in the Pew Research Center is a uh, one of the most well-respected uh, uh, research organizations in the country. They do all kinds of research on on trends, particularly trends regarding religion. And um, and so I, I pulled this up. This is their latest latest statistics on people who attend worship services on a regular basis. <clears throat> Excuse me. And uh, <laughs> the results are not are not. Very encouraging. Now, we must ask the question, does that even matter? What, what does it matter if somebody goes to a religious service or not? No. Yeah. Because, it, because it, it shows some level of, some level of uh, uh, it's, it's, a, it's an indicator of whether or not they're thinking about someone other than themselves. If sure. they recognize that God exists and that, they, uh, that their actions, that their behaviors are... Are, are relevant mm-hmm. in the world, right? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so as a rule, whether you are talking, I mean, regardless of which religion you're talking about, if you believe in God, so for example, you know, Christianity, Judaism, Islam, although Islam worships a different God yeah. than Christians and Jews, uh, then, then you recognize that it's not all about you, sure. right? Sure. I mean, if there is no God, then it is all about us, mm-hmm. and might makes right, and whatever I can get uh, out of life, I might as well take it, because there's never going to be a consequence no matter what I do, right? So if I come in and I, you know, destroy you and your family and your home so that I can get your stuff, then who's to say that that's wrong, right? Because it's just because we're nothing. Because if there's no God, <clears throat> if there's no God, all we are is Adam's bouncing around that's all we are yeah okay you think about it sure <clears throat> if god doesn't exist if 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 uh what's his name the guy with the went to the island uh the galapagos islands uh oh darwin that guy i thought you were gonna say gilligan if then he, he <laughs> said galapagos okay <laughs> <clears throat> if he was right if if everything that we see here is a result of random chance processes and there's no god then there's also no morality, mm-hmm. right? There's no right and there's no wrong because we're just atoms bouncing around sure. and nothing, ma- nothing means anything. In other words, life is meaningless. Joy is meaningless. Pain is meaningless. Loss is meaningless. Gain is meaningless. It's all meaningless because mm-hmm. it's all random atoms bouncing around. Okay. That's all we are. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I think that anybody with a half a brain, even with a quarter of a brain, who's willing to use that quarter of a brain will recognize that that's impossible. <laughs> it's impossible that all this is, oh yeah, this mic, you know how this microphone got here? It just did. It just, one day, it just appeared. Um, <clears throat> over billions of years, um, it microphones evolved. just turned, just right. And microphones are really simple. They're really simple elements. It's a, a little bit of electricity goes in. There's a diaphragm and a, 
uh, a transducer and a mm -hmm. and it, and when it hit, the sound waves hit it, it creates these electrical impulses that travel down the wire sure. and go into the mixer and then go out on the airwaves. It's very simple, incredibly simple, incredibly simple mechanism compared to, for example, a single human cell. Oh, sure, yeah. Which you can't see with the naked mm -hmm. eye. The microphone, so the idea that a microphone, that any one of these Rode pod mics would have just been formed through random, you know, lightning, electricity, uh, earthquakes, storms, rain, that's much, much, much more likely mm -hmm. to have happened than for a human cell to have formed or even a simple protein to have formed, okay? <clears throat> That's just reality. So everybody that denies God, they do it by saying, well, everything just came out by these, the lightning and the, yeah. this primordial soup. Okay, that's fantasy land. That's a fairy tale. That's not science. It's a fairy tale. You know what science is? Science is what can be observed. That's what science is. Bring on any scientist to this show and say, no, that's not really not what science is. Yes, science is the observation of the physical world. <clears throat> So if they're saying that the ones who say that this is all just a big accident, right? Just this primordial soup nonsense with the lightning and the and all, and then life. Who saw that? Who observed that happening? What scientists actually observed that happening? I don't know, but I don't trust them. There weren't any. <laughs> Nobody ever saw it. You know why? Because no one was there. Right. There were no scientists there to watch that happen. Actually, there was someone there. You know who was there when life first began on this planet? You know who was there? God was there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, God not only was there, and he not only saw it, he actually recorded how he did it. And he gave it to us and said, here's how it worked. Yeah. Here's what happened. Do you know that there are lots of other religions that... Um, claim to have a creation story, right, of how life, how human life began. Uh, the, uh, one, of the, one, of the, one of the traditions in uh, American Indian culture, and I'm not, I'm not bashing them, I'm just using this as an example, is that humans came from trees, that, you know, at one point a tree uh, developed the ability to walk around, and so that we came from trees. Um, there are other other religious traditions, but they all come from something. Mm -hmm. In the, the Christian and, and J Jewish tradition, uh, we came from dust. The Bible says that God took dust from the ground and mm -hmm. formed it into a man, yep. right? Well, science has now proven that that's true. <laughs> so we're all carbon-based, right? Sure. We're all, we all... So he didn't do that with woman. You know, woman's a little more sophisticated than we are. He started with a rib of yeah. Adam and to create the woman. Mm -hmm. uh, but uh, some people call it sophisticated. Sophisticated, but yeah. But so so <laughs> so the point is that there's nothing in Scripture, nothing in the in the Bible that science has ever been able to disprove, even though it's not a science book. This is uh, this is my this is my Bible. It is not a. It's not a science book. Mm -hmm. It's a book of history, and it's a book of future events. It describes both things, but it's not a science book. And yet, there has never been a scientist who can say, oh, look, that's, the Bible says this, and that's scientifically, that's not true. They can't do that. Isn't that interesting? So it kind you of is a science book. Well, it, no, it's a, it's a book of history that God gave to us. Yep. I mean, in some ways, it is. It, look... Thousands of years before we knew about germs, before we knew about bacteria and fungus and viruses, God gave rules to the Israelites, right? He chose the people of Israel to be his people. He made them a great nation. Mm -hmm. And he gave them rules to live by, laws to live by. And one of them was, don't touch anything unclean. He says, if you touch a corpse, for example... You touch a corpse, he says, you're to go and wash in water, you know, so mm -hmm. many times, and then, you, and then by evening you'll be clean, right? If you do this behavior, you're unclean. If you have a, uh, a boil or something on your skin that, uh, you know, that has 
some, you know, fluid coming out of it. I didn't want to say that. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, It talks about the, the laws of what you need to do to, um, you know, to isolate yourself and then to wait so many days until it's gone. And then you wash and then you go show yourself to a priest. And when he declares you clean, that you're clean. Okay. This was thousands of years, 4,000 years before, uh, before Leeuwenhoek had his, made his little, his little microscope and saw these little things crawling around in the mm-hmm. water. It was, it was thousands of years before uh, Joseph Lister came up with the idea that, wow, maybe it's not good for a doctor to go from doing an autopsy on a dead baby into the delivery room and delivering a new baby yeah. with the blood all over his hands from the dead baby. Yeah. That was happening, John, just 200 years ago. Oh, sure. Yeah. 200 years ago. You know what? If those doctors had read the Bible, they wouldn't have done that. They would have washed their hands after touching the dead body. They would have washed in water, and then they would have not transmitted the germs and the disease, the the organisms from the dead baby to the live baby, which then killed the live baby. Mm -hmm. Because a lot of the babies died in childbirth and a lot of babies died in childbirth because they had doctors who were contaminated with all kinds of nasty things because they just did an autopsy on either a dead baby or a dead mother. And that that was quite common. But, you know, and and it's happened well beyond that because uh, I I look at uh, medics in the wars in the army and the services and whatever military you're in. I mean, all the way back from the civil war. I mean, we have seen, you know what it was like back then. They have a tent and they have a bunch of saws and there's limbs. There's a pile of legs laying there. There's a pile of arms laying over there and they go right from one to the other. Yeah. Um, we saw it um, Vietnam, Korea, uh, these guys and God bless them because think how many lives they saved, but man, look at the conditions they worked in. Uh, there's no time to go clean up, but I, I see what you mean. And, and, yeah, there's, that's why hospitals are as clean as they are. It is, but my point is, because you said, you, I said, it's not a science book, and you said, well, it is a science book. And I, well, I said, yeah, it kind of is yep, yep. in the respect that if you follow what's in this book, things will go better all the way around. Mm-hmm. How could 2,000, 4,000 years ago, 3,000 years, 1,000, no, it's all 2,000 years or older, mm-hmm. how could they have known anything about germs? They didn't have microscopes. We didn't have microscopes 300 years ago, right? Those are new inventions. You know how they, you know how those guys figured out? Someone told me once the Bible was, well, was written by a bunch of drunken shepherds. Oh, really? <laughs> how did drunken shepherds come up with these ways of saving lives? How did they do that? Yeah. Why did they, how did they come up with the cleanliness laws? <laughs> my, my point is, how is it that these, these old people from thousands of years ago what made them come up with the idea of, hey, I think maybe it's bad to touch a corpse or to have this, or maybe this can spread? If it, How do they come up with that? You know what? They didn't. You know why they wrote it down? Because God told them to. Yeah. yeah. It's that simple. Sure. God told them, write this down, follow these rules, and things will go better with you. So um, so the Bible's really about two things. It's about, it's about who God is, mm-hmm. and it's about who we are. Yeah. No, you're right. It's kind of important to understand those two things, right? Because if you don't know yourself, you can get in, get yourself in a lot of trouble. Be a world quick. hurt, yeah. Let me ask you, John, just from your experience, can you can you can you tell me? Is that true? I mean, can you can you get yourself in a lot of trouble by uh, not really understanding? reality and well, your, yeah. your limitations yeah of course right. you can you see it every day you read about it every day you see yeah. it on tv every day but, every day but so people I, don't I, think about it i have a question for you because yeah. i just thought of this because i don't go to church or anything um so adam and eve were supposed to be the first humans they were the first humans but that doesn't really make sense though because if you think about it if god created adam and created eve well he created them from uh, whatever his dust, his pixie dust. dust. Yep, not and pixie dust. Dust, dust. <laughs> dust of the ground, dirt. But Specifically, my, the dust my, of the my ground. My point is that I don't think Adam and Eve would be the first humans. I think the baby that they made together would be would have been the first human because they would have been two kind of more supernatural beings, and then the two of them would give birth to the first human. That would be my assumption. But that would be assuming that 
because why? Why would how how could anybody that they gave birth to be any more human than they are? Because they're the, the parents, the, the, the two of them combined would make the, the human. Because otherwise, <laughs> Adam was like created from dust, and Eve was created from a rib. Yeah. So the the combination of the two of them yes. would create the first human. But otherwise, it would just be so, here. Here's Adam. Here's Eve. But they're they're both. Lacking so, in one human a- so, attribute. So wait. So you're saying that Adam was like a? I just just bear with me, okay? I'm not trying to I'm not trying to throw cold water on your on your your suggestion here, <laughs> but I just want to ask you to just walk walk it through with me. Um, so would Adam have been an alien? I mean, what would he have been uh, like? A, a, yeah, he would have been like a, I don't know. You could call an angel, or you know, some type. Is it didn't God create angels? He did, but angels aren't human. Okay. Right. So, so angels are one type of being, and humans are another type of being. So just like he made all the, the animals, right, the lions, tigers, and bears, oh, my, uh, he, <laughs> he, he, he made the centipedes and the fish, and the, right? Because it's all, he, he, actually had, he actually had this written down for us. So in Genesis chapter 1, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth, and the earth was formless and void. It means it didn't have any real form to it. And darkness over the surface of the deep, and the Spirit of God was moving over the waters, the surface of the waters. And God said, let there be light, and there was light. Okay, well, okay, so really quickly, I, we'll move on from this. But I was just, I was just asking... No, a, but no, a, but, but a, kind of okay, let me, I'll, I'll jump ahead. Well, I my, my point the is that they, they weren't the first humans that were born. Oh, born, right. No, no, they weren't born. I would, think that were the first, I would think that the first born human would be the first human human, like 100% okay, okay, human. Okay, so let's just, so let's just take that. Um, the first human that was born was Cain. They had a son. Eve gave birth to a son, and she named him Cain, right? He was the first, the first human being to be born on the earth. What was his genetic, where did he get his genetic makeup from? Adam and Eve. Adam and Eve. Where did Adam and Eve get their genetic makeup from? Dust. No. <laughs> Dust and rib bone. Nope. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Thank you. You guys need to watch Supernatural. <laughs> where? Where did I? I just want to. I just want to make sure. I just want to follow this through. Where did? Where did Adam and Eve get their genetic? Their genetic information. Where do their g- genomes come from? Their their gene sequence. Where did it come from? Well, it how do they get it? It just what did it take billions of years and it just kind of formed itself? God snapped his fingers. He actually didn't snap his fingers. He spoke. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> it literally he spoke just like he said, "Let there be light," and there was light. Right. Let the earth bring forth. He literally spoke everything into existence. <clears throat> spoke everything into existence. So when he said. In verse 26 of chapter 1, then God said, Let us make man in our image according to our likeness and let them rule over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the sky and over the cattle and over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creeps on the ground. And God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him male and female. He created them. And God blessed them and God said to them, Be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth and subdue it and rule over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the sky and over every living thing that moves on the earth. And then he, he planted, he t- talks about how he he, plant, he gave them, you know, all the plants that he gave in the garden that bear mm-hmm. fruit and that are good to eat, and so that was their food. So, so Adam and Eve's genetic makeup came from God. God is the one that created their genes, right? God is the one that created the ability for their genes to continue in reproduction. In fact, it's interesting because it says... Um, when he created the the uh, the creatures on the earth, it says there the evening and morning of fifth day. Then God said, "Let the earth bring forth living creatures after their kind, cattle and creeping things, and beasts of the earth after their kind." And God made the beasts of the earth after their kind, and the cattle after their kind, and everything that creeps on the ground after its kind. And God saw that it was good. And then God made man. Now the interesting thing is this: He says, "After their kind." Do you know what happens if you breed pigs? You know what you get? They call you bad names. No, no, <laughs> no what? Yeah. If, if, you, if, you, if you breed two pigs together, what are you going to get? 
Piglets. Giraffes? Piglets. Yeah. That's right, right. If you breed horses, what do you get? A little colt. Yeah, you get horses. If you breed chickens, what do you get? Eggs. You get chickens. <laughs> what you do? Okay, the, the point is that, that according to, uh, here's the interesting thing. According to evolution, one kind turns into another, you know. Oh, this, sure. This, this pig will later turn into this dog, and then later the dog will, will, will turn into this cat, okay. and later the cat will turn into a fish or so whatever. Is the pig just identifying as a dog and a cat? Or is it really? <laughs> <laughs> See how? No, that's actually, John, I know you're trying to be funny, but that's actually a really good point. It, it because is. what's and, happened in our culture, in our society, is that we've lost yes. total touch with reality. And it's funny, as, as that was coming out of my mouth, I was thinking the same thing. Yeah. It's like, well, this is a stupid joke, but it kind of makes sense. But you know, it, it's funny, is I just got a memory from eight years ago of a post that I saw on Facebook, and it said, it, I'd agree with you, but then we'd both be wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. <laughs> um, you guys, we, we really need to take a little bit of a break here, all right? Just a little bit of a break. <laughs> Uh, you know what? Uh, I actually don't even like reading about this place because every time I do, it makes me hungry as you know what. I'm talking about Over Heaven's Cakes here in the back north side of the Grand Cities Mall. Tell you what, they do make the best cakes or cupcakes, hands down. It doesn't matter if it's a special occasion. Maybe you just want a treat. Uh, get a hold of them. You can order them or you can walk in to find out more while you're there. You know what? If you're hungry, uh, they've got homemade lunch and soup with keto, gluten-free, and vegan and diabetic options. Uh, if you own a business, check out their monthly employee discounts. Uh, it's a good chance for you to treat your employees to a nice little something-something. And, um, you know, graduation is really not that far away. Get ahead. Order that graduation cake by calling 701-757-CAKE, or you can go to overheavenscakes at yahoo.com. They're open Tuesday through Friday from 10 to 4, Saturdays 9 to noon. Uh, tell you what, be a beautiful or be a cupcake, a beautiful cupcake in a world full of muffins. Go to Over Heaven's Cakes in the Grand Cities Mall. Man, they got some good stuff. Self-destruct sequence activated. It is the Great Reset. David Waterman with the Midwest Public Health Coalition uh, sitting down with Paul and myself today. And I uh, didn't mean to cut you off, but um, there well, we go. Well, that was important. It's important to pay the pay the, the, the light bill. Yes. Um, uh, and these are nice lights you have here, by the way. I like those. <laughs> no, um, we just pay the rent. <laughs> so so do, do you know what happened to me last night? What? I went, oh, good. We've got plenty of time to do whatever. And my wife said, no, it's we, oh, we're trying to take... Her, her mother fell out of bed and we were taking oh. her to urgent care because she got a bad scrape on her, her ankle. Uh, and I'm, oh, we, she's, and they're, oh, I'm afraid we're not going to make it. I'm, we're on the way. It's just, we're there in, f- you know, five minutes. Then it's 20, 20 minutes before they close. And she said, no, it's, they close in five minutes. What? Yeah. My watch stopped. Uh oh. Last night. Do you know how much I rely on that? Look, see, mm-hmm. see, bare, mm-hmm. bare wrist, no watch. Do you know what, when I especially rely on that watch? I know you don't believe this, but <laughs> it's Tuesday mornings so that I can make sure that I – and no watch. And so I'm trying to use this stupid thing as a timepiece. I know a lot of kids do, a lot of young adults do it. It doesn't work for me. I can't, I've got to keep pulling it out, opening it up. With the watch, you do this. That's it. Yeah. In fact, yeah. I did this multiple times today. Oh, great. Yeah. That does nothing if there's mm-hmm. – oh, I don't remember that freckle being there. Okay. Yeah. Uh, anyway, very frustrating. Yeah. What I so, found is really weird is, you know, because I wear a watch too. Yes. And so when you look at a watch, like right now, if I was like, okay, I got to be somewhere at uh, noon, I'd be like, well, I got to get going because it looks like I got, you know, about 15 minutes. Yeah. But then you look at your phone and you're like, oh, looks like I got plenty of time. Yeah, right. Exactly. Not only that, I, I when I was a kid, I, I'll, I'll, I'll share a little thing. I, I had a very difficult time learning how to tell time. Okay. Very, very hard for me. No way. And the reason... <laughs> <laughs> you know the bus was... No, no, but don't bump or anything yeah, on that. The bus was late Pick this on morning. David Day today. <laughs> so, hey, I shouldn't talk. Uh, we, so. <laughs> we, we normally get up at uh, a little bit before 7. We got to get the kids to daycare by 8. Yeah, uh-huh. my wife came down. To, uh, it's seven forty. Oh, like, oh, oh. <laughs> we should probably get going. Ouch. Yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> I thought I so, had a bad. I got to get up before six to let the dogs out. Okay. Wow, anyway, <laughs> wow, nice. No, the reason that I'll tell you, I'll, I'll, you'll think this is funny. The reason that I that I had a hard time 
learning how to tell time is because they showed me the the clock that was uh I'm gonna mess it up here. Hold on. <laughs> here, I'll do it like this. Okay. So they would say, Okay, David, um Oh, it looked like a tie or something? This is a bad example, but I'll try to fix it. They'd say, so what number, they'd say, so what number is the big hand pointing to? And i say, seven. No, the big hand. Seven. No, that's the small hand. You know, every clock illustration that they gave me, the the shorthand was big and fat, and the long hand was long and skinny. Mm-hmm. So I thought, well, that's a big fat hand. That's the biggest one. This one is just a short little skinny hand. So I always thought the big hand was the one that had the most bulk, and the small hand was the one that was thin. So it really, I finally realized they're but- talking about Long and short. They, they, why didn't they say long and short? Anyway, that messed me up for, uh, for a long well, time. Well, the big hand is the hour one. That is the short one. Yeah, but they call the big hand the, the long hand. No, they don't. Yeah, they do. Yeah, they do. Yeah. Oh, yes. I had it backward too then. <laughs> see? Yeah, see? Yeah. <laughs> you know what? I, I took could, you years to learn how to tell time. I was it? just happy when digital watches came so, out. <laughs> that's what I thought. I thought, why can't they just make a watch that shows numbers instead of having to figure out this whole big hand, small hand kind of thing? Mm-hmm. So they finally came out with digital watches. By that time, I'd already learned how to tell time. Uh, I was in, like, you know, college. You guys must and, have really uh, been lost when, the, when you get those clocks with no numbers on them. You just, the arms? No, he's got. Yeah, that's yeah. Oh, no, no, my, my big hand is almost at 12. So you're right. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. So anyway, um, years ago, John, and this is really a diversion. I want to get back to our topic. But years ago, I worked in radio. Mm-hmm. And uh, and we had uh, we spun discs. Yeah, right? everything four- was to the exact second. It was to then. the exact sec- second, but we had forty fives, right? Mm-hmm. We, sure. we spun forty fives, and our oldies were numbered one to three. We only had three hundred. We eventually had like six hundred, but I mm-hmm. they were numbered one to three hundred. And I'd get that, and I'd look on my, you know the pro the 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 log to see mm-hmm. what I'm supposed to play next program log, and that oh, okay, spin that one up, and I'd say yeah. David Waterman, KRAD, it's 345 and blah, 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 or, you know, 245. And, and my phone would ring. And I'd say, hello. And they'd say, um, you just said it's 245. I said, yeah. They said, it's 115. What? What? It's 245. <laughs> because we'd moved to a digital clock in the control room. Oh, sure. Which was just numbers. But my program log says... I played number 245, Tammy Wynette, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. And because they're both just numbers. Was the kids say the darndest things? Anyway, okay, sorry. <laughs> trying to follow me. It's not hard. Because they're both just numbers, mm-hmm. I would transpose those numbers in my head and say the number of the oldie that I was playing instead of the time. Oh, sure, sure. Right? Yep, yep. Because it's two, number 245, Tammy mm-hmm. Wynette, even though the clock says that it's really 115. When we had an analog clock, that never happened to me. Right. Because the analog clock, I see it, and I can now look away, and I still have the image in my head mm-hmm. of where those hands are, so I know what time it is. It, it, okay. I, me, I thought that you'd find that interesting, yeah, but I, it, it, I it do. Was, it was <laughs> when I was in radio, what I would do, especially when digital clocks came out, because remember, you had the old patch cords and everything, and oh, you yeah. would have to join the national news or, yes, or your markets right. or whatever. Um, but so, say if the if my clock said when they came to digital, because I always wore a digital watch, you know, um, if it said 11, I would say it's 11.46, 14 minutes away from noon is what I would do. Oh. That way for the old school and the oh. people that don't know how to really read a clock yet or tell the time without just reading numbers, that's why I would make everybody happy. Wait, I, yeah, okay, I'm really going to throw you for a loop right. now. Okay. All right. <clears throat> so the, the shorthand has got to be uh, – that's, that's the big hand. <laughs> I think be- so. <laughs> because if, if the minute hand was the big hand, have you ever seen an analog clock that had the second hand? 
Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Red, that oh, yeah, constantly yeah. Goes that would be the biggest thing. That would be the biggest thing. Yes, it would. Right. I agree. I agree with you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> so they, short and long would have solved the problem. Big and small, that's a big mistake. Mm-hmm. Big and small. Right. Because that's a matter of, well, I think based on surface area, I'd say that one is the big hand. Anyway, so same problem with math. When they'd say, you know, for dividing fractions, they'd say, uh, or, or not dividing fractions, but uh, what would be algebra, algebraic functions where they say, and now you, you know, you get to this point and you find the least common denominator. <clears throat> I say least common denominator. Is there a list of them? No. You just figure out what's the mm-hmm. least common. I said, mm-hmm. how do you figure out what's the least common denominator? That makes no sense. So they show me this whole thing. They go through all the steps. How do you know? What makes that, how, do, how does that, who cares if it's the least common denominator anyway? Who cares? Who cares? Because you know what least common denominator means? You know what that means? It means the denominator that is the most uncommon. That's what it means. Duh. <laughs> but that's not what they meant. They, no, what, did they, what did they mean when they said least common denominator? What were they really asking for? Most uncommon. No, that's what I thought. <laughs> what they meant was the small, the lowest common denominator. I struggled with this for years. Finally, some guy was tutoring me, and he said, "Now, of course, you get to this point, and you, you know, now you find the lowest common denominator." I said, "What did you say?" He said, "I said lowest. How come no one ever told me that? Because least common is not the same as lowest common. The problem with math people is a lot of them just don't know how to speak English." Well, they, they don't know what words mean, and so they use the wrong words, just like, find the big hand, which is the big hand, which is the small hand. No, tell me, long and short, I can do that. Big and small, that's a whole other discussion. This might be a surprise to you guys, but I was never even taught algebra. I don't think uh, I ever passed I, it. No, I, no, took, I, 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 sque- I, I snuck my way through high school. They finally caught me my senior year. You have to take a math class or you're not graduating. I took freshman math, <laughs> barely passed. But. Okay, so so, All right. so so getting back to Paul's question, and then getting back to the title of the show, Paul's question is, uh, how do we know that this is, wouldn't they be the first humans, the, the Cain, would Cain be the first human? No, because God gave Adam and Eve their genetic sequencing. All their genomes, all their genetics came from God. God's the one that designed that to work like that so that when the sperm and the egg came together, that produced another human being like Adam and like Eve so that they're both human. It says here regarding all the things that God created that they would create other creatures after their kind. Darwinian evolution says a cat can become a dog. It says that a cow can become a pig. It says that a whale can become a human. That's Darwinian evolution. That means mm-hmm. creatures reproduce after a different kind. Do you follow me? Yep, yep. We know from basic biology that there are groups of living organisms, right? We've even, we've even titled them. Yep. Catalog them, yeah. Right. So there are mammals right? Mm-hmm. Mammals is one type. What's a mammal? Something that gives live birth. That gives live birth and that where the, that the, where the, where the mother, the mother has mammary glands and, yep. and the, 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 and I think the plat- a platypus, I think is also a mammal because even though they are hatched from eggs, yeah. the mother platypus still nurses the, yes. the, the, the baby platypus. Yep. Yep. So platypi. Platypi, right? There you go. That's, that's a good word. <laughs> Platypi. So here we have this. Name trem- my boat that. So yep. here we have this tremendous division, don't we, between what's called science sure. and what's called religion. Mm-hmm. In the religious view of creation, every animal, every creature reproduces after its kind. Yep. In evolution, we have there are no kinds, even though they've already. They've already identified all the different types of species. You know, dogs sure. produce dogs. Mm-hmm. You might get a big dog or a small dog or a furry dog or a bald dog or a dog that's got spots or, mm-hmm. or stripes or whatever, and a dog that doesn't. So there are different varieties of dogs, but dogs don't become pigs. No. Dogs don't become cats. Dogs don't become chickens. We know we see this fixed order of of. Each individual type, each species reproducing after itself, after its own kind. 
Science denies that. Based on what? Based on nothing. They have no, they have absolutely zero evidence to support their claim that a dog can turn into a cat, can turn into a pig, can turn into a whale, can turn into a human. They have nothing to prove that. Nothing. They have spent, I don't know how many millions of dollars and, and decades looking for in-between forms of life where they can prove that, oh, it went from a monkey into a human. They can't find any. They've celebrated their findings, you know, with, with uh, you know, Cro-Magnon man and yeah. Neanderthal man and all this. Neanderthal. You know, the, the, yeah, Neanderthal. <laughs> what was the one, uh, was it cro I'm trying to remember, Cro-Magnon man um, that they got uh, from a tooth. They found a tooth. Yep, yep. And thought this was an extinct ape, but that turned into a human. Mm-hmm. Later they found out that it was actually the tooth uh, of, of an extinct pig. And then later, to their embarrassment, they found out the pig wasn't even extinct. I mean, <laughs> they, they have made so many yep. stupid mistakes and based on their idea that one species can cross over and become another species. Well, and know. it simply doesn't happen. Just well, like I, the Bible says it doesn't I happen. I think I got the right name here, but I mean, isn't it Ron Perlman? That van- he's a vanilla he kinda, gorilla. He kind of looks like a Cro-Magnon man. <laughs> <laughs> Well, the Hodgkins called him the Vanilla Gorilla. <laughs> well, he's been in well, Beauty and the Beast. He was also in uh, Hellraiser, right? No, Hellboy or Hellboy. Yeah. Um, not a very attractive looking dude. <laughs> Sons of Anarchy. Is Sons of, of Anarchy. Yeah. Yeah, great actor, but yeah, I, I get you. That's kind of funny. Yeah. So, <laughs> Magnon man. <laughs> so it's like the Geico guy. Yeah. Isn't that the Geico? <laughs> so here's the. So here's the deal. Sorry to break up your frivolity here, but I, what, what, what is the? Let me ask you, John. You believe in whether you go to church or not. You believe in God? Yes, I do. Absolutely. Paul, do you believe in I God? Do. I guess. No, you do or you don't. You don't guess. <laughs> Let's see. Uh, this is not a, that kind of a test. <laughs> it's just a simple question. Do you believe God exists or not? Yeah. Okay. Thank you. So, do you believe that God created? what we see, the life, the planets, the universe, you know, the, 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 by all the biology, I'm not saying that God created this little, you know, this obviously he didn't create this, uh, but, uh, but God created people and the raw materials of the earth that we use to form into the things that we use in our daily lives. You know, let me read something before you answer that, <laughs> just to help you out. <laughs> This is uh, this is uh, this is good. You know, we're gonna have to do, we're gonna have to carry this over to next week uh, to, for me to really talk about the uh, why we are on self destruct mode. Mm-hmm. Um, this is from Romans chapter uh, one, verse eighteen. Romans one eighteen, and I think that this is I think this is God, which was written two thousand years ago, give or take. Mm-hmm. Um. I think that this is a direct condemnation of, of of phones that go off in the middle of a program. Yeah, I, uh, when I told him not to call me. Yeah, yeah. See, that's the kind of Tuesday I've had yeah, all day. Yeah. Um, he got the big hand mixed up. This is the direct. <laughs> the guy can't see, so he probably doesn't know what. You know, time really, it is. Paul is one of the funniest guys that I know. He, 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 you're very quick, and you should have your own. Show. It should be a comedy show. You should do a stand-up thing. Yeah, I probably do. think that's a terrible idea. Yeah. All right. Well, Dale liked it. <laughs> Okay, so, so here's the thing. Let me ask you this. Did, did, okay, we're going to get a little deep here. We're bound by time, aren't we? <clears throat> we're bound uh, we're by time. I mean, yeah. we, so if you decide that you want to be 10 years old again, can you do it? No. Can, if you decide that you want to jump ahead five years and see what's going on, can you do it? No. No, you can't. Guess who created time? Who created time? Father. God. God created time. <laughs> God created time, and because God created time, that means he's not bound by time, right? Because it's his creation. He, he's the one that made time. Why, which is, means it, why is it he, Mother Nature? He exists outside of time. Well, that's because that's, that's a different religion. Okay. <laughs> that's, that's a whole different thing. So, so God created time, which means he's not bound by time. So d- let me ask you the, the simple question. Do you know what's happened, things that have happened in the past? If you study history, can you find out what happened in the past? Sure. Yeah, of course you can. 
can you find out what's going to happen in the future by studying history? Well, you can guess. You, you can guess. Can, you can try, yeah. Is there anybody who actually knows what's going to happen in the future? No. Anyone? Anyone? Nobody. Think. Well, Anyone? maybe God. God knows what's yeah. going to happen in the future, doesn't he? So God knew when he, was in, when he was inspiring Paul to write the book of Romans, which at that point was a letter to the church in Rome. That's what Romans comes from. It's a letter that Paul wrote to the church in Rome. It became called Romans after that. Do you think that God was surprised by, uh, by Darwin showing up and saying, hey, here's how everything works? <clears throat> no, he wasn't. God knew that he was going to, and he knew he was going to develop this theory of evolution. He knew that people were going to worship these, oh, look, I found this little bone. And he get out the little brush and brush the dust off of it. And <clears throat> it's almost like they worship that stuff. In fact, I think that they do. Here's what God had Paul write in Romans chapter 1, verse 18. Uh, verse 18 through, uh, I'll go down a little bit. For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who suppress the truth in unrighteousness. They suppress the truth. Because that which is known about God is evident within them because God made it evident to them. God made it evident to them. Mm -hmm. For since the creation of the world, his invisible attributes, his eternal power and divine nature have been clearly seen being understood through what has been made, so they are without excuse. In other words, creation itself, you and me and the animals and the plants and the stars, we see all of these things, and even a very primitive mind says, wow, someone created all this. Right. This all makes sense. There must be someone who did this, and we call that person God. But then it goes on, for even though they knew God, they did not honor him as God or give thanks, but became futile in their speculations and their foolish heart was darkened. Think about, think about Charles Darwin. Professing to be wise, they became fools. Am I following this? Professing to be wise, they became fools and exchanged the glory of the incorruptible God for an image for an image in the form of corruptible man and of birds and four-footed animals and crawling creatures. Now, what does that mean? You um, answer. Nope. You were both paying, <laughs> you were in rapt attention as I was reading that. I could tell by the I'm expressions trying, on your phone. Kind of. We're looking at the, I figured uh, out how to get comments from Rumble. Oh, that's actually good. Uh, we, I was actually trying to figure out how to... I think we commented on Rumble yesterday, actually, during one of your shows, but I don't. it wasn't read on you the... you got to do it on a cell phone. You can't do it from the computer. Oh, okay. So now you know. And I'm answering your client. Okay, sorry. So here's, okay, so, here's, so we're out of time, but, but this is what it says. I'll, I'll just read this part again. They didn't honor him as God, but became futile in their speculations, and their foolish heart was darkened. Professing to be wise, they became fools and exchanged the glory of the incorruptible God for an image in the form of corruptible man and of birds and four-footed animals and crawling creatures. Therefore, God gave them over in the lusts of their heart to impurity that their bodies might be dishonored among them because they exchanged the truth of God for a lie and worshiped and served the creature rather than the creator who is blessed forever. Amen. Every pagan religion in the world ha it involves worship, right? They yeah. worship something. Something, yep. Yeah. They usually take a piece of stone or a piece of wood and they carve it into some form, mm -hmm. some image of something, some living creature, and then they worship that. Yeah. Right? It's exactly what Paul is talking about right here. They exchanged the truth of God for a lie and worshiped and served the creature rather than the creator who's blessed forever. Here it gets really intense. For this reason, God gave them over to degrading passions. For women, their women exchanged the natural function for that which is unnatural. Any idea what he's talking about here? The woman exchanged the unna her unnatural function for that which is unnatural. In the same way also, the men abandoned the natural function of the woman and burned in their desire toward one another. 
men committing men with men committing indecent acts and receiving the due penalty of their error in their own bodies. What's he talking about? Well, being gay. Yeah. Men give up the natural mm-hmm. function of the woman. Yep. What's the natural function of the woman? We see it right here. Uh, he says, what did God say in, in Genesis chapter 1? He says, I'm th- assuming you're be, talking about fruitful, be fruitful and multiply, fill the earth mm-hmm. and subdue it. What's the natural function of the woman? It's to bear children yes. and to be a helper to her husband, Adam. Mm-hmm. That's why God created her. That's How do I know? Because that's mm-hmm. what the Bible says. You know, years ago, they found something in our mitochondria. Okay, yeah. <laughs> they found something in, our, in women's, women's mitochondria that, that, that proved that all human life can be traced back to a single woman. You know that? That's science. Yeah. All human life everywhere in the world can be traced back to a single, sure. a single woman. Mm-hmm. And so they called the woman African Eve because yeah. they believed that life evolved in Africa. Yeah. Nonsense. It's traced back to a single woman because, because God created Eve. Do you know what the Bible says? That You know why she was named Eve? Because she became a mother, the mother of all the living. The Bible says in Genesis that Eve was called Eve because she became the mother of all the living. In other words, not all the living animals. Mm -hmm. All the living humans came from one woman. So even when science agrees with the Bible, they deny the Bible as being true. We know it's true because God said it, and he was there, and he was the one that made it happen. So today's show, self-destruct sequence activated. Part one. Part one. Okay, so we've laid a little bit of groundwork for part one, and we'll have to do part two. Is that what we want to do? Next Tuesday. Okay, and, and um, we'll try not to joke around so much. But it's so much <laughs> it's okay. fun, it's David. so much fun. Just let me make the point, and then you can joke. Well, don't joke about the... We'll, we'll, we'll set aside specific... I'll say, okay, now you can make jokes. Okay. <laughs> With, no, with the way the you 80s know what's on me, then I'll forget it. <laughs> you know what the Bible says about laughter? It says laughter is good. It's, yeah. It says it's like medicine. Mm-hmm. And it is. It is. It is. Sure it's, it is. It's, laughter is good. Actually, it also says there's a time for everything under heaven. <laughs> yeah. A time to laugh and a time to cry. I would say a time to make jokes and a time to, to focus on the seriousness of sure. this issue because we're, we're talking about the destruction of our Absolutely. whole country and that's serious but i do think that there's hope i i do think that there are things that we can do but we first so what's the because we're sick right now if you want to get well if you're sick what's the first step to getting well the first step if you're sick what's the first step to getting well and i'm talking super basic i'm not talking anything complex here rest the okay rest but even before that what do you have to do you have to acknowledge to yourself that you're sick. Yes, sir. Thank you. That's exactly no. it. You've got to first recognize mm-hmm. that you're sick and admit that you're sick and yep. say, I don't want to be sick. I right. want to get well. Right. Then you can begin to take steps to get well. And that's exactly what we have to do as a country, as a nation. See that? I got it right. Yeah. Thank you, John. That was perfect. <laughs> <laughs> Beautiful. Did you want to say one more thing? I thought, ah, now I can wait. Okay. Uh, David, self-destruct sequence activated. Part one. Part one. Uh, we'll go on to part two next Tuesday. Yes, sir. I'm looking forward to it. Me too. Uh, thank you for coming in. Thank you, John. Uh, awesome having you in here on The Great Reset. And uh, The Great Reset, by the way, is brought to you by Life Vantage. You know, if you're one of those people that takes collagen, uh, maybe you have, maybe you haven't heard about this one-of-a-kind collagen. It not only replenishes your body, but it helps your body create its own collagen. And it does this by using natural products, and then it maintains it too. Now, if you want to find out more about this amazing product, contact Stephanie Kronelka and LifeVantage for more information, all right? You can check out stephk.lifevantage.com, or you can text 701-230-9306, or you can email too. It's skbesthealth at gmail.com or you can click on the uh, link on gfsource.com and it'll go directly to Life Vantage. Uh, biohack your life. All right, get a hold of Stephanie with Life Vantage. All right, uh, let's see. Joe Nosted joins us tomorrow to talk about a kind of a hidden little gem around here. It's called Nosted Acres. Check it out tomorrow at 11. 
Uh, the season finale, I have been told, of Catfish Best Source is on at 5.30 tonight with Brad and the crew. Tell you what, everybody, have a great day. Thanks for tuning in today. Uh, we'll catch you tomorrow morning. Remember to like, share, tag, and follow us. All right, hit that notification bell on your smartphone. That way it dings. Whenever we're going on the air, you'll never miss a show. It's pretty cool. Hey, the Grand Cities are an awesome place. Grand Fork's Best Source is giving them an identity again.